and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allow you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785 in Sheridan. Dolly Bellis with Buffalo Realty has just the property you've been looking for. Let's talk about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. This is a very spacious five-bedroom, three-bathroom home with an office-slash-bonus room featuring a new stove, dishwasher, and microwave. Not only that, but we're talking new landscaping and fencing as well. Throw in an attached two-car garage and mountain views that'll steal this deal for you. Call Buffalo Realty and ask for Dolly Bellis, about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Once a Packer fan, always a Packer fan. It's Canned Ice Ice Baby here, VIP with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports and First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Did you hear what happened this week? Let's recap. Let's look at our picks this week, shall we? Uh, wow. Wow. I've wow. never seen zero before. Who had zero? Who had zero? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I changed my picks at the at the about five minutes before. Did you change them all? I went with the 49ers. Bad choice. I, I did the I opposite, know. but right before the game. Did you switch? I switched probably 15 times during the morning game. Yeah. <laughs> 15 times. And, and then ended up literally minutes before kickoff sticking with the, uh, the Bengals. You can join us. Make your picks. You'll have the chance to win a prize valued at $100 if you have the high score for the week. Make your picks on the Pro Football Pick'em Contest page on sharedmedia.com. Oh, and tune in every Wednesday morning at 740 to KROE 103.9. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now this morning I am joined by Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center Executive Director Yvonne Swanson, Volunteer Coordinator Brittany Hamilton, and Advocate Rachel Lamore. Is that how I say that name, Rachel? Uh, Laramore. Laramore. All right. Uh, now, uh, good morning, ladies, and welcome good to the show. Thank you for having us. How's everything going down at the center? You know, it's it's going how it always goes. Some days are busy, some days are not. But when we're not busy, we're busy still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the um the advocates um you know we've we've got a busy month month coming up here. Yeah. Working on fundraisers, working on teen dating and violence awareness month activities, and things like that. So. 
Um, if we do have a quieter day as far as crisis goes um, and and victims of crime, then we fill those days with planning ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's always something to do. There is, yeah. there is. And unfortunately, in your line of work, there's always a lot to do. There is, uh, yes. Now, for anyone who may be new to the Advocacy and Resource Center, can you remind us what your mission is? I sure can. <laughs> As I looked it up. No, I, I have to look it up because um, we are so much more than our mission statement. Yeah. And we actually yeah. might have to like reevaluate it a little bit. But um, in 1996, <laughs> the Advocacy and Resource Center um, came up with this mission statement. Um, it exists to empower people affected by domestic violence, sexual assault, and other forms of violence to realize lives of choice, safety, and freedom. Yeah. And you guys have added so much to that since then. Well, it is. It, it You know, it when you're making a mission statement, you try to put a little words with big meanings in there, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. you don't want it to be too big. But yeah, what we do at the Advocacy and Resource Center is so much more than what we can put in one sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than just the statement, isn't it? Yeah. And we still fight the stigma that we only assist women. Yeah. And yeah. children. So um, with helping all violent crime victims, and I'm still teaching people, somebody came in to, bought, to buy our um, tickets for our fundraiser, and I still educated her on, like, we assist all violent crime victims. Yeah. So family members of suicide, or not suicide, sorry, homicide, um, home invasion, burglary, DUI accidents, um, and anything where a person has experienced some trauma. Yeah. Um, we will assist them. And that's men, women, children, everybody. And one thing, you know, we've talked about in the past, you're not lawyers. Correct. But you can help me through the process. Uh, you know, at least be some sort of support in my corner uh, right. when, you know, sometimes it feels like the whole world has abandoned you in, in certain situations. and And some of these... Individuals uh, who go through domestic violence, especially if you're a male, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's one thing that uh, people really got to get a hold of is as a male, you shouldn't need this kind of help, right? You shouldn't need this, but it's the exact opposite because, yeah, because I shouldn't need it because that stigma exists. Now I really am alone. Right. There's, there's definitely a lot of questions um, around male survivors, whether it's domestic violence, sexual assault, or stalking, or just any male victim yeah. um, asking for help, or maybe not knowing what they should do next, or not understanding the system. Um, I, I don't want to... The, the thought that just came in my head is like, men don't ask for directions, you yeah. know, because yeah. they're just supposed to know. Yeah. But you know what? You don't. And it's complicated. And it's definitely not TV. Exactly. It's definitely not TV. So as much as we think we know from watching all of our crime shows, it the process is a little different. And the and real life is much more complicated. It's much more gritty. And it's much dirtier than what we think right offhand. There's I mean, a lot of feelings. Yeah, exactly. A lot of feelings, whether it is fear, whether it is anger, um, just sadness. Yeah. There's there's a lot of feelings that go around to trauma and victimization, and that hinders people from getting help because they're they're shamed. 
Yeah, absolutely. Victims are ashamed of becoming a victim when it's never their fault to begin with. You know, here we are. It's 2023 for Pete's sake. And we still have to climb this mountain where Mm -hmm. we have to say, look, just because you're a male, it doesn't mean that you don't need help. It doesn't mean that there's not help out there. I mean, it's there. Why not take advantage of it? Because you think you're a tough guy, you know, and and we got it. We got to remove that stigma. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's just so difficult. Uh, you know, my own story, very similar where it's, well, I don't need that kind of help. I, I don't need it. And so instead, I'll just go drink. Right. You know, I know how to yeah. solve my problem. It's at the bottom of this bottle. Well, and that's it destroyed why, like, my life. It destroyed my life. Yeah. That's why education and awareness is so important. And it's to why, you know, part of our reason of going and educating the youth in this community about our services, because the younger we start educating them on you know, even though this stuff is scary, you know, on who we are, what we do, and then we kind of follow them throughout their, you know, school career. Like we are familiar faces in the community. They know who we are. So we can try to eliminate that stigma of it's okay if you're a guy and you want to come and talk to us. It's okay if you're, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, who you love, what you believe in. Like we will accept all types of people in, in our, in our center. And the younger we can get that message across, then the better. Absolutely. You grow up with that, that trust, knowing you know, in the back of your head, hey, I need help. This is just too much for me to handle on my own. I don't even know the next step. Hey, wait a minute. The resource center, it's right, right down the street. Yep. I can go there. And that lady came and talked to me. I'm going to go talk to her because this is exactly what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Now, Rachel, you're new. I am. Um, Three months. Go ahead, go ahead and step right up to that oh, mic. Sorry. Okay, you can pull that to you as well. Yeah. Okay. That? <laughs> That's much better. <clears throat> now, uh, what inspired you to get into this line of work? Well, I'll start with the typical cheesy answer. I really like to help people. Um, <laughs> but about ten or fifteen years ago, I actually had to go to the advocacy center, and they couldn't provide me with a lot of services per se. But I actually just sat and talked to somebody in the room and felt heard probably for one of the first times ever yeah. and just validated. And the impact that just that validation alone made really changed my life. And so when I saw that they had an opening, I just decided that that was something I wanted to be able to give somebody else too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where our hands are tied and we can only do so much. But just being in that room and being able to hear people actually hear what they have to say and agree with them. Like, yeah, this is... This situation sucks, but you're not alone. It's, it's been nice. Sure. You know, validation is such a powerful emotion. It absolutely is. Um, it can give me strength when For I sure. need it, you know. Uh, again, that uphill battle. But then to have somebody look at you and say, no, you're right. You're right. I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. I'll go up that hill with you. Right. And, and, and every step you take is going to be worth it. Then all of a sudden, Wow. You, it's a breath of fresh air, and you're ready to go all over again. Right. How's it been so far? It's been good. It's it's tough. I mean, it's hard work for sure, but it's it's been good. Emotionally taxing? For sure, yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's only so much we can do, you know, but just being that support for people has been been good. <laughs> now, in, in these positions, um, so y- essentially you're like in a – what do they call it? An, more than an introductory position. I mean, you're an advocate. What are what are your duties just walking through the door and becoming an advocate? 
Help well, me. she turns on the lights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the garbage is taken out. <laughs> I'm just helping anybody in crisis. I mean, really, so we safety plan, make sure they're safe, take lines, our calls on the crisis line, um, answer any questions we're allowed to answer. Yeah. Just being there for people, really, whatever they need. Is there, like, a list, Javon, of, of things that you're not allowed to ask or things that legally you're constrained to to stick in this lane don't don't go over here well you mentioned we weren't attorneys yeah and a lot of people have questions around legal things around custody around can i take my kid out of the state can i what can i can i willfully withhold my child from seeing the abuser can i you know things like that and we always refer them to an attorney because that's that's a step beyond us um we'll always refer to you have the right to keep your kid safe and um, call an attorney. Yeah. Um, so, so we stay away from those types of things. But when we're assisting a victim, um, we do ask a lot of questions sometimes, and mostly it's not to be intrusive, but it's to assess the situation and their safety. So we might ask them some personal questions that they've never been asked before. Victims tell us for the very first time, true victimization what he did, when he did it, how do you do it? And those are things that they haven't told friends. They haven't told family members. And yeah. so they entrust us with their deepest, darkest secrets. And and we respect that. And and we are 100% confidential. Um, sometimes we don't even talk to each other besides debriefing of like, I assisted this person and I offered them this. We yeah. never really debrief on like, and then she told me this, and then she told me that's not how we do. Yeah, this that's ain't a not, gossip center. This is not right? a gossip yeah. center. This is not how we advocate for our victims. Um, we respect that they told us their story for the first time, and we want to help them through that process. And yeah. so it it can be hard because we can talk about vicarious trauma, secondary trauma, um, things that advocates experience themselves from hearing these horrible things. It's one thing when you watch TV and you're like, that's fiction. I can turn that off. Somebody just made that story up. Yeah. And then you're sitting with somebody and you're hearing a horror story like you've never experienced before. And you have to be able to process that. Wow. So so that's part of the training, too. When we are um, having a new advocate who comes in, it's not just this is how we answer the phones and this is how we put somebody on hold and this is how we transfer without dropping them, (laughs) which is always challenging. But it's like, this is what we do with that information. And this is how as advocates, we help them through it and we help them process it. And that's the unique thing about being an advocate too, is when you don't feel comfortable telling your friend or a family member, you can come to us and feel safe talking with us we don't immediately report things to law enforcement. And when I say that, it's it's kind of tough because we do have to report child abuse. Yeah, absolutely. We're mandated reporters. But if a victim comes in and she's telling us something and she's like, I don't know if I was raped last night. Yeah. I don't know if I was roofied and this happened to me. Or I I'm may or may not be 15. And <laughs> we do sometimes get anonymous phone calls about like, I, I was at a party I wasn't supposed to be at and I don't know if this happened. And so we, we talk them through that and we talk them through the process and we encourage them to get help and we encourage them to tell parents, we encourage them to tell law enforcement and that we will go with them yeah. and do that. So they're not alone. Yeah. So it does, it gets complicated because every time I'm on the show, we could talk for hours Yeah. because there's so many different scenarios and not one case is the same, but they're so similar. 
How often are you shocked nowadays, Yvonne? How often am I shocked? Um, I mean, it's getting a little fewer and stuff, but, you know, training Rachel and things like that, or like, I don't know, this is something new. We've never done this before. Yeah. We've never tried to get a protection order in another country. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and, and state lines, um, things like that. It's always, it's always new. It can always be new. Um, just like we get new information about things, offenders are finding new ways to do things. Right. Technology is not our friend. No, no, it's not our friend. We really try to keep up with that, like yeah. as as much as we can. Like that's one of my greatest passions working here is trying to f- figure out like what these apps are, like what the spyware is, like what all this stuff is, so we can try to help victims through that. Because I mean, it's just it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's one of those situations. Uh, it it seems every time I do one thing, there's a counter. Instantly, there's a counter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've I've gotten her off social media. I've managed to hide the photos of her, and then all of a sudden, boom! Nope, he found her through this, or vice versa. She found him through yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's well, it's not even just that, but like they change their names, they cha- change things, they open new profiles, right. they. Yeah. I mean, social media is a hot mess. It Absolutely. just is. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it starts out good. Let's reconnect with our old high school friends. Right. And then... Catfish. Yeah. Right. It's horrible, you know? And 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 we do. We try to stay on top of it, and, and we get training to do those things. And every time you find something good, GPS. Know where your kids are at all times. Yeah, well, so can an abuser watch their victim at right. all times. Yeah. Absolutely. They're, they're, it, you know, it's just like the old handgun, handgun adage, yeah. right? It's neither good nor evil. It all depends on who's holding who's the holding technology. Right. Yeah, that's. I think when I first started, it was like nanny cams. Yeah, let's have a nanny cam. Yeah, nowadays I'd... we can look up anybody yeah. we want in the world. Right. And and depending on what technology they're holding, we yeah. can figure out where they're at, what they're doing, yeah. who they're with. With a picture, I can pinpoint your exact location when you took that picture. My I mean, it's gosh. just crazy. It is. And those are things that we work with victims about. Like, if you are seriously hiding and you are in danger, you're relocating. Don't take a picture of your kid in the school play. Yeah. And then post it on Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they can figure that out. And they'll find you. Yeah. It's terrifying to think that there's individuals out there. It's terrifying to think that uh, you guys have to go through this. Um, I got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got a couple things I want to talk about. We've got an event coming up, and I want to know how you decompress after uh, working a job like this. When we come back, We're going to continue with the Advocacy and Resource Center. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. I used to love him. That ain't no lie. The Wild Theater is proud to present country singers Kathy Matea and Susie Boggess together at last on the Wild Theater stage Sunday, February 19th at 4 p.m. I'm burning no memories with a brand new flame. 
friends since their early days in Nashville. Matea and Bogus have carved out careers in popular music with country hits spanning two decades. Your children will be father's help. Kathy Matea with Susie Bogus. Sunday, February 19th at the Wild Theater. Tickets available now at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth and JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss, but how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices, but we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best, and that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffeen Avenue, online at ebiahearing.com, or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not traded in. What he needed was a car for town. After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting, and my guests this morning are the Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center Executive Director, Yvonne Swanson, Volunteer Coordinator, Brittany Hamilton, and Advocate, Rachel Laramore. All yes. right, I got it. That nailed time. it. Nailed it. Boom. All right, so Yvonne, uh, you guys have suffered some uh, pretty severe federal budget cuts over the last couple of years. You and I had a conversation about that last time you were on the show. That one really hurt. How have you been making things work on a shoestring budget? Um, Well, uh, we have to budget differently is the reality. Um, You know, our advocates are our number one thing that we need. I can do away with, I mean, shoot, I'll be like no paper this month, but we need advocates. We need to pay them. We need to pay them well. The The thing with advocates is um, without them, our job doesn't exist. Yeah. Our agency will not exist. Um, so they are important and I will find any way to pay them and try to keep them happy. The difference between my advocates and possible, well, I don't know, Walmart's getting pretty dangerous too. Um, working in the regular business world is we're literally threatened every day. Yeah. We, we do not have the safest job. People don't always like us, um, helping a family member that's threatening the way that they live. So, um, it gets stressful. It gets stressful. So, um, we 
we find what we're getting assistance from the state and the feds. And then we apply for the one cent excess tax, excise tax. I don't know why they have to change it to a word that's hard to pronounce, (laughs) but it just makes it more fun. So we get city and county money, which has been huge for us. And we're finally feeling like the city and county understand what we're doing and how we're an asset to the community. And we work alongside law enforcement. And how we're unique is we're literally like three or four different agencies in one. Mm -hmm. So other communities have an advocate and pay for them out of their city or county budget for the sheriff's office, for the PD, for the county attorney's office. And then they also have separate domestic violence shelters, separate crisis centers for 24-hour crisis line. So our advocates, we do all of that. Yeah. So we technically are saving the city and the county tens of thousands of dollars by providing this service. Um, And we see, on average, 500 people a year. Wow. And we were talking about men earlier. I would say a quarter to one-third of the people that we assist right now are men. Good. And so um, we're we're definitely being heard and being seen and being referred to. And um, I think that our reputation precedes itself. And people are walking in, people are calling, and people are being referred. Yeah. Now, we got an event coming up. We do. That's and another way I make this, money. This is, this is the way uh, you can help out with the uh, Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center. Tell me about Love Shouldn't Hurt 2023. Oh, my gosh. I think it's our sixth annual Love Shouldn't is Hurt. Is it? I think fifth or sixth. Shoot, which one is it? Anyways, <laughs> we've had so much fun. Um, last year was a little sketch with the um, the COVID and all of those things. But, um, oh, and the year before, too. Um, but we are bringing back the dueling pianos. Um, we respect the Rotary Club, and they used to do it, and I don't think they have. And so we were like, ooh, let's try this again. So we are bringing the fun pianos out of Billings um, to the Ramada on February 17th. And we are starting opening the doors at six o'clock. The show starts at six thirty, and right after the fun pianos, the dueling pianos, sidetrack's going to be playing to end our evening. Oh, fantastic! So you got a couple different performances. I yes, it's going to be the place to be, February seventeenth. All right, so no comedians this year. Then. No comedians, just me. Just <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually not on purpose. <laughs> now, but, this is the largest fundraiser that you guys have for the center, correct? Yes, it's it's our annual fundraiser. Um, we do a couple things throughout the year, sometimes by accident, um, but this is the one that we really plan for and and try to do really well. Now, if I want to go to this, what do I need to do? Well, you can definitely show up at the Advocacy and Resource Center and purchase tickets. You could give us a call. I'm not scared to travel and and let you buy tickets. I'll bring them to you. The tickets are $60 for one ticket or bring a friend and they're $100 for two tickets. Um, so you can buy them at the door, but we really want to make sure we have enough seating because yeah. we are getting a lot of really good feedback. So purchase your tickets ahead of time will be the best, but definitely at the door is okay. Now, is this... Uh Black tie affair? What's the dress? What's you know, the people ask me tie? that, and I'm just like, please wear clothes. Um, <laughs> you know it's Wyoming. So if you want to get fancy and you want to dress up, um, do it. Come come all dialed up. Make it um, your Valentine's evening. Um, bring your partner out for a good time and get all dialed up and have fun. Also, if you don't have time for that and you still want to have a good time and you just kick the dirt off your boots and show up, we love that too. So... Um, 
it's kind of come as you are, but it could be anything. And, of course, sidetrack's coming, so, like, 80s apparel is always wanted. <laughs> is that what it, it's all about, 80s? <laughs> oh, my gosh, they're so fun. I think that would be funny. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe one year there's a themed party. Maybe one year. We've had themed parties. What Love Shouldn't it? Hurt has been themed parties. We did an 80s night. Oh, well, of course, so sidetrack was Those there. Those things are so We great. did, like, a romance fancy night where it was more, like, dress up on purpose. Um, and we did the Roaring Twenties. In 2020 and then um last then the year after that was the covid so we did a, a comedian um came from billings trying to brighten up that situation oh, man. yeah it was like if you can't laugh about something right you know why laugh at all <laughs> but um <laughs> and then that last year we just kind of did a party and right? we had sidetrack again um we just really enjoy them yeah absolutely well so, sidetrack's great great yeah. band the they are. local guys jumping in there doing they're just fun they're fun <laughs> <laughs> and they make you know it, it it's such a serious topic right that you have to deal with all the time you know every every situation that walks through your door uh you know is bad you know it's it's one of those jobs where the more customers you have the 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 worse it is right, right. like yep. you want them because that's why you're here. But at the same time, man, I hope today's not a busy day. Right. You know? And so there's that strange dichotomy. And and being able to put all that down for just a little bit. Still do something great for the Advocacy Center, but have fun doing it. You know? So I can understand why, hey, we're looking, Love Shouldn't Hurt is going to be a fun event well and that was kind of our theory behind love shouldn't hurt was just there are so many relationships that are toxic or are volatile or are dangerous yeah and we want to promote healthy lifestyles healthy boundaries healthy love and that's why we kind of started this fundraiser is like instead of being like i'm against something and don't do this and don't do that it's more like let's bring partners out and our friends out and do something fun and enjoyable yeah. and and try to put some of that stuff to the side and know that we can live in a healthy relationship. It can be done. All right. It can be done. Uh, now, one more time. All I got to do is just come down to the center, buy some tickets. Yeah. At um, the Advocacy and Resource Center, right across from Ridley's. Across from Ridley's. <laughs> um, 136 Caffeine. Um <laughs> We, we get confused with some other agencies in town, which is fine, which is great, but we are across the street from Ridley's, um, and you can purchase them right there. Um, I can take a credit card um, or cash, $60 for one ticket, $100 for two for an evening out. Fantastic. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and uh, sharing with me your experiences, and I hope this event goes very, very well for you. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with AARP. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Sheridan College will host a performance by Wei Lua, world-renowned pianist, on Sunday, February 12th at 4 p.m. at the Whitney Center for the Arts. One of the most significant pianists of her generations, she's performed at many of the world's leading stages, and now at Kennison Hall. It's a concert you won't want to miss. Tickets are 30 for adults, $20 for seniors and veterans, $10 for non-Sheridan college students. Visit sheridan.edu slash arts. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Rap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Rap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40 percent of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Make your plans now to attend the Bighorn Mountains Annual Mule Deer Foundation Banquet at the Ramada Plaza in Sheridan on February 18th. We'll have numerous firearms, hunting gear, artwork, and other amazing items up for grabs. Buy your tickets and tables online now and check out the early bird special. Just go to muledeer.org slash Wyoming and click on the Sheridan Banquet for more details. Once again, muledeer.org slash Wyoming to get those tickets and tables today for the February 18th Bighorn Mountains Annual Mule Deer Foundation Banquet. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining me for the second half of the show this morning is the AARP State President, Stella Montana, and Wyoming Outreach Manager, Jen Baer. Good morning, AARP. Good morning from from Cheyenne. We're in Cheyenne this morning. Now, Stella, what are you guys currently doing down there in Cheyenne? Is this for the legislative session or other AARP-related events? Well, actually, Clarence and I are here because AARP was doing a, a sponsoring a dinner for the legislatures um, last night, and so we were here for that. But we also, what we were going to talk about today was our AARP Community Challenge Grants that we have. But, yes, we were here for, for the AARP 
dinner that we hosted last night. Saw a lot of our local Sheridan people. Um, Senator Kimsky came by, and um, um, Cyrus Western came by, and several other people came by. Mark Jennings came by. So it was really nice to see, and of course, all the a lot of the senators from around the state. So it was very nice dinner, and well attended fantastic that is great to hear it's always good to get down there and speak with them Absolutely. concerning uh you know the the many aspects of aarp and what you guys do for the community i had uh clarence and jerry in here just last week and those two you know talking about that community action group is fantastic those yeah. guys do more for the community than what people realize and it's really good that you've got somebody, you know, like your husband and, of course, Jerry, who really promote the heck out of that thing because you deserve it. Absolutely. Now, yes, and I understand that our, that we're getting lots of food and, 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 and people are getting to vote for their favorite team, their Super Bowl team, and then all the, the other, the, the um, food bank, the Salvation Army, and uh, Volunteers of America will all benefit from that food drive. Absolutely. The soup. Super Bowl, as I like. <laughs> I love that Absolutely. play of words. Now, uh, real quick, Stella, what are the duties of the state president of the AARP in Wyoming? Well, you know, I, I should let Jen, uh, Jen tell you what my duties are because, you know, I, I, I took it on and I what a, what a an opportunity and a challenge and an, and and I'm very honored to be doing this. But you know what? I'm only what's today February. Seventh, I'm I'm only one month and seven days in, so, and you're doing a great job, Stella. But but I can give you the highlights of what the responsibilities of the state president are, which Stella is of course already knocking out of the ballpark. So one of Stella's biggest responsibilities is leading the AARP Wyoming Executive Council. So that's essentially our board. So Stella's in charge of our board here at AARP Wyoming. She's also our spokeswoman, so here she is on the radio um, today, and she's also going to be leading a lot of community activities. I know she's really passionate about caregiving, so that's going to be her sort of key platform. Um, but spokeswoman, uh, executive leader, executive council leader, uh, and basically other duties as a sign, Stella's always up for anything, so we really love uh, that Stella is our new state president. Well, there you go, Floyd. That, that's, that's my uh, my job assignment that's my that's what i'm doing now how long have you been with aarp stella well you know what i like to i like to say this back when we uh were in i worked at the hospital so back in 1995 we used to have a huge health fair and um there we i was in charge of volunteers i was the volunteer coordinator and so we had this huge health fair that we did throughout sheridan county and we would we would do blood draws for two weeks and then get the results back. We needed a lot of volunteers for that. Well, there was this group that was this AARP group at that time, and it wasn't this community action team. It was a, a different group. But, you know, I utilized those volunteers, so I say I've been involved for a long time. But then moving forward, um, the the that group became a community action team. And so for the last I'm going to say five, six years, we've been a community action team where we are, um, you know, we're funded by AARP for all the community events that we do, whether we're doing a shred fest or 
we're doing something with veterans. We we have AARP right now. We have three uh, platforms that we use mostly, and it's the we we serve veterans, caregivers, fraud prevention, and fun with fun with a purpose, purpose. is what we call it. But most of everything we do has fun with a purpose, whether we're doing any event that we do. But we, we really, and of course, I think pretty much everybody knows, our listeners know that we, we support all ages, but 50 and over is our emphasis. And um, we, uh, we, we have partnerships all over, all over the state, but for us in Sheridan, you know, a lot of people don't know that we partner with the YMCA and we have a, a very nice kind of a commercial shredder at housed at the YMCA that anybody can come and use, whether you're 20 or 30 or 60 or 80, it doesn't matter. But that's there all the time. And then once a year, which will be coming up in May, is our Shred Fest, which we have a truck that comes and people can bring, you know, boxes of their shredding. And that um, is that's a, just one event. Yeah, a Go big ahead. part of your fraud prevention uh, is Shred Fest. Absolutely. I know a lot of individuals Absolutely. who take advantage of that every year, just kind of box everything up until ShredFest comes along. Head on down there, get it taken care of, and you can prevent a lot of that from ending up in a landfill. Uh, now, Jen, how long have you been with AARP? Yeah, I've been with AARP all around the country uh, for about 18 years, but I joined the AARP Wyoming team uh, one year ago, January 17th. What got you involved in the first place? So I was a gerontology uh, master's student, and AARP was the perfect internship. And once I got in the door, uh, they just couldn't get rid of me, and I've <laughs> held various different positions around AARP. The great thing about working for a large nonprofit is that you never get bored, and there's lots of, of opportunities. Now, when it comes to the duties of an outreach manager, is that essentially like uh, the public relations arm of the AARP? Essentially, yeah. So I support uh, our community action teams um, in Sheridan and in Casper and in Cheyenne. So helping them make sure that their events are funded, well promoted, recruit volunteers, recognize volunteers. And, and one of the big things that we've got coming up are the, the AARP uh, Community Challenge Grants, uh, where we once a year give out funds for small dollar big impact projects in communities like Sheridan. And so the applications are open now through March 15th uh, for Community Challenge Grants. would love to tell you a little bit more about that. Um, some good projects have happened in Wyoming because of those challenge grants. Now, I've seen a lot of releases and regarding this AARP Challenge Grant. I've held off on releasing those or writing a story of my own because I knew that this show was just around the corner. Why don't you tell me uh, what this grant is and what they're used for? Go ahead. Well, Jet. You go ahead and tell him that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him some of the areas. Floyd, do you know that we have a couple of things like the food forest that has already been granted funds for this in, in previous years? So we have seating and lighting and uh, in, at the food forest and also at our uh, Malcolm Wallop Park that's on North Main. We, I did not. We install benches. Yeah, we have. It, it's a great park if you've ever been there, but we... But we did install some very nice benches so that people could rest and still continue on their on their walk, and and we made it uh, accessible for handicapped 
also for picnicking right from the parking lot to the picnic tables, let's say. And so there's these these, these grants. We, this is our seventh year in, into this these grants. And this year we have two new grants that we that we added. I, it, they're called uh, capacity building micro grants and demonstration grants that we've added new. And I have to say that I think our um, average grant is anywhere from like maybe 2,500 to to 11, 12,000. But that said, that's that's not to say that that's the the cap because we had one in Casper last year for a veterans memorial that was, I think, right around 30,000, 33,000. Then the community jumped in and they added other things that they wanted. They 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 supported it. And so um, these are all over, all over Wyoming, and we've been very fortunate that it has, that Wyoming has been funded because let's, we we could get throughout the state. I don't know how many, 300 or 100 grants applications, and then there is a. I think the the group is the executive board of AARP that they split these up and they go through them and they kind of look through them and then eventually they just kind of move move on up as they. Um, try to pare them down to to the amount that they have money for, and but but Wyoming has really been fortunate to have a lot of things funded that they've asked for, and people think, well, if, you know, if you're one of our listeners and you're driving around and thinking, well, well, what I would like to do this, if you want to do something in in your community, in this case, it's Sheridan. Uh, Buffalo as well. I, I was talking to the director of the senior center last night at this at the event, and you know he they ha- he has the senior center in Buffalo, AJ Mock, and you know you th- there's so many things. I had taken I've taken some of these applications to uh, community partners in Sheridan. One is rooted in Wyoming. They do a lot for. The whole community, as you know, with schools and, and various organizations, they're working with the VA to make their community garden more handicap accessible, more, you know, for people with mobility issues. They've helped with raised beds, so they're like on this. They're they can't they're they'll be applying. I'm pretty sure. Um, I had made a suggestion. I had taken it up to uh, our. Senior, the, the Hubs Transportation Department, to Steve Ainsley, you know, the week that we had that below 19 weather, that it was so cold, and you see people standing in a snowbank waiting for the bus for the uh, to, to, you know, catch a ride somewhere. There's no place for them to get out of, no, no shelters to get out of the No windbreak, wind huh? What an opportunity. Yeah, what an opportunity. We've got, I don't know how many bus stops we have in Sheridan, but we have a fixed route. So those are kinds of things that we say, boy, that's something that that would be a, a, a great a great addition to our community, anything that improves our community. They're kind of fast turnaround grants, so we, they're, they run through March 15th. You can apply. You can apply yeah. to March, through March 15th, and um, if, if if you're selected, you would know like in June, and then the turnaround time is the end of November, so pretty much by the end of the year. So what do I need to apply for this grant? 
Yep, so if you go to aarp.org slash community challenge, you'll find a form there that you can fill out. And essentially what you'll do is you'll describe what your project is. You'll describe if there's any um, organizations in the community that like might like to match. Um, a lot of projects are able to bring in matching funds from existing you know, community organizations and things, which just helps to amplify the project. You'll describe what you want to do, and then you'll submit your application, and it will be reviewed and sent, you know, sent on to our national office, and then the, the winners will be chosen. Now, about how and, much do, does this grant award each grantee? Yeah, so there's, so I can give you the span. So the span is from $500 to $50,000, anywhere in between. It really just depends on what your project is, how quickly you can turn it around, how well it aligns with AARP Wyoming priorities of caregiving or fraud prevention or veterans. We, uh, we like to fund, uh, we like to fund uh, projects that help serve veterans. Had a really good one in Cheyenne and in Casper last year. Um, with the Veterans Memorial going up in Casper, and there is a local nonprofit here in Cheyenne called Veterans Rock that helps homeless veterans get back on their feet. Um, so both of them received a, a pretty substantial amount, but it can be for anything, as Stella mentioned, bus stops, raised beds, murals, anything that's going to make your community a, a nicer place. I don't have a lot of time Boise, left, um, but uh, just real quick, do I need a match to apply for this? Is that an absolute no. requirement? No, okay. what, what you do need to know, and I, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but this is very much geared to nonprofits. Okay, so like an, uh, yep, a business isn't going to be doing this, yeah. Other organizations are considered on a case-by-case -case basis, but it's mostly 501c3s, 501c4s, 501c6s. Uh, government entities can apply, but we don't, we don't rule it out if you have a good idea in your community and it's going to benefit everyone. Fantastic. Now, real quick, one more time, give me the site where I, I need to go and find the requirements and the application for this. Yep. You'll find everything you need at aarp.org forward slash community challenge. Fantastic. Stella, Jen, thank you both so much for calling in today. Have some fun down there while you're in Cheyenne at the flagpole. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, Floyd. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Jerry. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. 
Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the scafoozy house. It looks like some sketchy things been going on over there. In the yard, it looks like you've been burying things in it. I'm just saying, you ain't gonna get no real estate agent to take you seriously. And you can't sell at Fizbo, or as is. It's a kiss of death in real estate. Trust me, I know. You want to get it sold? I know a guy. Devin at Wild Renovation. He'll come out, take a look, and make you an offer you can't refuse. Find him at wildrenovation.com or on Facebook. Have you heard? Sheridan's own Vacutech is growing and now they are hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, craters, and more. Vacutech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is a perfect opportunity to make extra money or even make a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's open opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. Wyoming State Benefits could be yours. If you have a high school diploma and few years of progressive work experience in youth services, you could make between $14.97 and $18.71 an hour as a full-time night shift youth services aide with the Wyoming Girls School. Do you have supervisory skills and the ability to pass a background check, including fingerprinting? If so, this position could be yours. For a complete job description and to apply, call Mark today at 307-674-7476, extension 3304. The Sheridan Wild Winter Rodeo Guide is in the center section of this week's Country Bounty. Pull it out and let it be your guide to all the Wild Winter Rodeo activities. You'll find a schedule of events leading up to Ski Join on February 18th, as well as spectator tips and tricks, Ski Join facts, places to eat, a list of great sponsors for the SheridanMedia.com live stream, and for the event itself. Check out the center section of this week's Country Bounty, and you can be ready for another fun-filled Sheridan Wild Winter Rodeo event. Special thanks to Sheridan Travel and Tourism and the Sheridan Wild Rodeo Board. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE.